That said, I'm not sure Tom Dwan has near as many bluffs in his range as uh, he used to. He's aged like me over the last seven years. We all get old someday. Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Little for PokerCoaching.com here today with episode 343 of Weekly Poker Hand. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we're only 343 episodes in. What is that? Almost seven years? Holy moly. I'm an old man. I used to be young. Now I am old. If you've appreciated my efforts, do me a favor. Click the like and subscribe button below. We've only been doing this roughly seven years. We'll keep it up. All right, here we're playing high stakes poker. It's about as high as a game as you will find. We're playing 400, 800. If that's not high enough, Rick Solomon straddles it up with the queen two suited to $1,600. Pretty big game. If you want to watch all this game, make sure you check that out on Poker Go. They have lots and lots of new, exciting, live, high-stakes footage, including high-stakes poker, also Poker After Dark, where I have strategy segments in most of the episodes where I go through fun, interesting, educational spots from those games. Also, there is a poker coaching sit-and-go there featuring me and a bunch of the coaches from PokerCoaching.com, so make sure you check that out on Poker Go. Here, Tom Duan is going to try to resurrect himself from the dead. In a previous episode of Weekly Poker Hand, I think two episodes ago, the old Tom Duan that was in there blasting away is dead. We'll have the eulogy next Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I will see you at his tombstone. Moment of peace. Rest in peace, Tom Duan. We watched him just check it down with a full house. Correctly, mind you. He checked it down with a full house. So he's decided to make up for that. And he raises it up with 6-2 suited in the cutoff seat. This is far too loose in my opinion. Um, this is a spot where he has Nick Petrangelo on the button. Good, strong, battling player. We also have Jean-Robert Blonde in the small blind who doesn't like folding. And we have Rick Solomon in the big blind. Well, the straddle who doesn't like folding. So don't widen your range. Just fold. Just fold the 6-2 suited. Nick Petrangelo on the button calls the king-queen offsuit. He could 3-bet if he wanted and do whatever. John Robert in the small blind with queen-10 suited. Likes to see the flop. Bryn Kinney, one of the biggest winners in tournament poker. Maybe the biggest winner. Number one all-time money list leader with $56 million. Has the 5-3 suited. And he decides to splash. I probably would have folded here with the 5-3 suited. But, eh, you know, I'm a little bit nitty out of position. And then Rick Solomon, he didn't straddle to fold. He has the queen two suited. Flop comes, nine, four, two, giving. Bryn Kinney, open into straight draw. That's basically the nuts. Rick Solomon, bottom pair, backdoor flush draw. That's basically the nuts. Tom Duan, bottom pair, backdoor straight draw, backdoor flush draw. That's basically the nuts. Jean Robert and Mick Petrangelo don't have anything. Check, check, check. Should Tom Duan bet this flop with bottom pair backdoor flush draw. What I want you to do is I want you to pause this video and type below what you would do in this spot. If you were in Tom Duan's shoes, would you check your bottom pair? Would you bet 10,000? Would you bet 20,000? Or would you bet 30,000 into the 26,000 pot? Go ahead, pause the video, type it below.
All right, did you do it? This active learning is gonna go a long, long way to helping you improve your skills. I actually have over a thousand interactive quizzes, kind of like this, where you have to say what you would do, and then you'll get feedback in real time over at pokercoaching.com. So make sure you check that out at pokercoaching.com slash free. This is a spot where I think it is reasonable to go for a bet. Tom Dwan does go for an 18,000 bet on the bigger side, and I think this is fine. Um, if you bet really small, like 10,000, you're gonna get called by all sorts of stuff. And you don't really wanna get called by a whole lot of stuff like backdoor straight draws, overcards, backdoor flush draws, etc. Because all those hands have a lot of equity, I think you don't mind betting kind of medium and getting your opponents to fold out a lot of hands that are drawing live, but you don't really know which hands those are. Like, um, for example, say Nick Petrangelo had queen jack of spades. He's just not gonna fold here. Um, but if you bet, if you bet small, but if you bet big, he probably will just go ahead and find a fold immediately. So I think that is fine. Nick folds the button. Jean Robert folds. Bryn Kinney with the open-ended straight draw. Can either call or raise. I think either play is fine. Um, normally the player in the big blind has a whole lot of hands like 4-2 suited. 9-4 suited, 9-2 suited, but Bren was not actually in the regular big blind this hand. He was in the big blind, but there was a straddle. So his range probably doesn't contain any premium hands here besides exactly a few sets. So he really shouldn't raise all that often. Um, so for that reason, I do think he should probably call. Also, Tom Dwan was banging into multiple people, so you got to think his range is at least reasonable. So I like calling from Bren. Rick Solomon with the bottom pair backdoor flush draw. I think you got to call too. It sucks, but I think you got to call. If you get the queen or the two, here, you have to be pretty happy. Normally, whenever you are playing in a multi-way pot, you have to be very aware of if your kickers are relevant. And quite often they're not, because sometimes your kickers are gonna give someone a straight or a better two pair or whatnot. But right here, Rick Solomon has to ask, are my queens or twos live? And your two's almost always gonna be live, and your queen is almost always gonna be live too. And every once in a while, your queen, if you get there, gives Tom Dwan something like ace-queen or king-queen that will allow you to further get paid. So I do think Rick Solomon should have called. There's actually a, um, a private stream on pokercoaching.com recently where Burt Stevens, Draft Ganger, one of the biggest winners in online tournament poker, was talking about playing in multi-way pots like this. And um, he basically told you what I just told you. Make sure you check out his streams if you are a Poker Coaching Premium member at PokerCoaching.com. Um, he'll, he'll go through and he'll just stream all day playing all the high-stakes tournaments, and sometimes you'll find yourself in these really weird situations where you got to stick around with a pretty stinky draw, but I think this is a spot where bottom pair backdoor flush draw is good enough. Anyway, Rick Solomon, loose, splashy player who's played every pot just decides to fold for some reason. Turn is the six of spades! that's an action card. Rick Solomon's thinking, oh my god, how did I fold? I would have had a backdoor flush draw. But fortunately for him, Bryn Kinney has the literal straight. The nuts. Bryn Kinney checks the nuts, as I think he should here. This is a spot where Tom Dwan is going to continue betting pretty frequently, because you gotta think, when Tom Dwan bets the flop, he has a whole lot of top pairs, over pairs, and then just like total garbage. And the total garbage is gonna at least kind of feel inclined to bluff here to try to get Bren off of a four or a two or um, like six, five, betting the turn plus betting the river, etc. So this is a spot where Tom is definitely going to bet with his best hands and his draws, and his draws here are actually pretty weak. 
Tom does bet. Pot 62,000. Tom goes big again, almost certainly planning on jamming the river. Tom bets 42,000 with the two pair. I love betting 42,000 with the two pair here. And Britton Kenny with the straight has an interesting decision because if he goes all in, it looks really strong. Really, really, really strong. Whereas if he calls, his hand looks actually kind of marginal. It looks like a lot of nines or fours or maybe six, five type hands that are just getting a little bit call, calling station-y. Um, so far, on high stakes poker, if you watched the footage at Poker Go, um, Brent Kenny did do a decent amount of calling down, and, and mostly in like all standard spots, but he did look a little bit calling station-y, and it had not worked out so far. So maybe he thinks his opponents think he's going to be a little bit calling station-y, and if that's the case, he definitely wants to call in this spot to make... Tom Duan think that his range is a little bit marginal, right? So I, I think calling here is pretty nice. It also is nice to have some hands in your calling range that you just know you're not folding on the river. Now, there are some pretty bad rivers for Bren Kenny. A five or a three is particularly bad. A spade's not great. But those just aren't going to come all that often. So let's see what Bren does. Bren does call. I love it. And he's going to check the river to Tom and give Tom every possible opportunity to bluff it off with queen jack or whatever bluffs he has in his range. That said, I'm not sure Tom Dwan has near as many bluffs in his range as uh, he used to. He's aged like me over the last seven years. We all get old someday. All right. Here, we get the river. <laughs> oh, ooh, stinky, stinky. Stinky, stinky PU river. The three of spades. This is like the worst card ever for Bryn Kenny, besides, of course, a six or a two. Because now he's not going to get paid. What can you do? All you can do is check. Give Tom a chance to bluff. But now Tom got bailed out. He has a hand that does not have to bluff. Because it's kind of likely Bryn is sitting here with a five that's obviously never folding that you lose to. He could also have a backdoor flush, which is clearly never folding and you lose to it. And if he does have a hand like 9-8 or ace-9 or pocket tens or whatever that you beat... He's just going to fold it if you bet. So this is a spot where Tom Dwan got bailed out. He has an easy check it back and a nice pot gets pushed towards Bryn Kenny. We actually discuss situations like this a decent amount at PokerCoaching.com where you have to make sure you are not overvaluing your normally good hands like two pair, but hands that are still marginal. Make sure you download my free PDF at PokerCoaching.com slash cash game tips that goes through all sorts of tips that'll help you not make mistakes when you're playing cash games. That's going to be it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. If you did, do me a favor, say thank you by clicking the like and subscribe button below and also the notification bell. Ding, ding, ding. Have a great day. Have a great week. Thanks again for being here. And I'll talk to you later. Thanks for taking the time to watch this video. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want more strategy lessons, preflop charts, and interactive quizzes, make sure you get your free membership to PokerCoaching.com right now at PokerCoaching.com slash free. I'll talk to you next time.